a couple things that I felt like the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, and uh, especially if we want to go to the next level. How many of you want to go to the next level? You know, I, whenever I hear that, I always say, what, what does that mean exactly? Well, maybe it's the next level of, of responsibility. Maybe it's the next level of promotion. Maybe it's the next level of blessing. Maybe, maybe it's that next open door for the new season that God has for you, spiritually going to the next level. It can mean maybe a hundred different things for a hundred different people. But when I say next level, all of you have something that resounds in your spirit that says, I, I, I want to move forward. I want to go to that next place that God has for me. And uh, so I felt like the Spirit of God was talking to me about that and about uh, moving to the next level and how we're going to get there. And I want to talk this morning on something that I've taught on before, but I think I'm going to bring it to you in a little bit different way, maybe a little bit different angle. But I believe one of the keys to going to the next level is breaking free from the spirit of fear. Breaking free from the spirit of fear. The greatest influence the world has on us is that it pulls us into fear. In fact, the thing that will keep you where you are and it will stop you from going to wherever it is God has for you in all likelihood is fear. I mean, how long did the news media and all the cable news networks and talk radio and all the, the outlets we receive our information from, how long have they been saying the word recession? Before there ever was a recession, they talked about recession. Recession, recession, recession. 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 And they said it, and they said it, and they said it, and there wasn't even a recession yet, but they kept saying it until finally they go on the street and interview everybody and say, do you think we're in a recession? And surprise, surprise, what did everybody say? Sure they said yes, because fear comes by hearing, and hearing by the words of Satan. You know I've just twisted a verse around, don't you? I mean, I'm watching the Weather Channel, and they've got Hurricane Fran out there, I think is its name. I mean, those guys look like they're on a cocaine buzz when they see a hurricane show up on the map. Have you ever watched those guys on Weather Channel? They see a wave coming off the coast of Africa, and there's something that just turns them into this crazed person. <gasps> hurricane! And you know what? I, I grew up in the Midwest, so we had tornadoes. And you know what I like about a tornado? There's one thing I like better about a tornado than a hurricane. A tornado, it comes, it's gone, it's over. A hurricane spins out there forever. And everybody has several weeks to generate themselves into a frenzy. And so they speak it, they speak it, they speak it, and we embrace the fear. And so much of our lives, so much of the news and, and the newspaper and our life revolves around our fear. And to me, it just proves that Satan is indeed the God or the ruler of this world system. Because his job is to rob you of your faith, to rob you of your assurance, to rob you of your confidence. And if he can keep you in fear, he can keep you shut down. You will be unprofitable. You'll never move forward. Fear. Fear. And I want to read to you now just a couple of verses as we talk about breaking free from it. 
because we need to hear what God says about it. 2 Timothy 1.7, a familiar passage, it says this, For God, hear this now, God has not given us a spirit of fear. If you've got fear on your life, I can tell you based on the word of God, it's not him. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And then jumping over to 1 John chapter 4, reading just a couple of verses here, verse 17 and 18, John writes, love has been perfected or it has been completed among us in this, that we may have boldness, in other words, that we can have confidence in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. Isn't that an amazing passage? If you ever read the Bible, it will really amaze you. It says, as he is, so are we in this world. Is that not incredible? There is no fear. Everyone say, no fear. There is no fear in love, but perfect love or complete love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. Is that not the truth? Fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So we want to talk this morning about breaking free from fear. You will never see God move incredibly in your life without breaking free from fear. I started to evaluate some of my own challenges in life. And as I began to evaluate some of the things that I have been challenged with in life, whether it be uh, personal, whether it be financial, whether it be ministerial, whatever it may be, as I evaluated those challenges, and then I turned and evaluated the challenges that I've watched in people's lives for over two decades, well over two decades, almost three decades now of ministry, I began to see a pattern. In fact, I, I see a pattern that's so definitive, I can almost say everyone. But I won't do that. I'll say most. Most people face issues in their life that are rooted in fear rooted in fear let me give you an example if you have financial issues in your life i can almost assure you that somewhere in there it's probably rooted in fear when it comes to uh, the way we look at money and the way we function with money a lot of times the, the way we interact with it is is certainly fear-based we're afraid that we won't have something later on or, or we're afraid we'll lose something or we're f- afraid we're going to get taken advantage of or, or somehow or another, but it's usually rooted in a fear. I find that people oftentimes when they're dealing even with the most intimate of issues, relationship issues, sexual issues, these sorts of issues, people make decisions not based on righteousness but oftentimes based in fear. I mean, how many times do we get caught up in something because we're afraid we're going to be alone in life. And so because we're going to be alone, we're fearful of later in life, we'll, we'll give ourselves away, we'll give our bodies away because we want to be sure somehow or another we have a relationship. I've watched people face insecurities. I've watched people face rejections. I've watched people have control in their life. And over and over again, I can tell you that the pattern seems to be rooted in a fear. If I don't control this, it won't go right. There's a fear. A fear. Fear rules a good portion of all of our lives. Let me just give you a couple of examples straight out of the Bible. Most of you remember the story of the rich young ruler. You remember the rich young ruler? He came up, told Jesus, 
that he had actually been faithful to the law. He'd done everything that religion had told him to do. He says, is there anything I lack? And Jesus looked at him and said, he said, sell all you have and give it to the poor. Now, I don't believe necessarily that's a precept that comes to every single person so that we all give everything we have away so that all of us have nothing. That's called mutually shared poverty. That's what that's called. But I do believe this, that Jesus saw this young man and he saw what was important in his life. And he saw where it was that you could touch him and where his boundaries of, of control and comfortability were. And he looked at him and he said, let's really see where you're at. Let's see if you're willing to leap over your fears and familiarity and your comfortabilities. Are you willing to leap over that and just trust me explicitly? And the young man dropped his head and basically he said, I can't do that. I can't let that go. I'm too afraid. I can keep going. There was the man, you know the man, who prospered, and I believe that God prospers us. Isn't that good to know that God wants to prosper you? I think that's great. God wants to prosper us, and there was a guy in the Bible that got prospered. But once he got prospered, this is what he said, what am I going to do with all this prosperity? And he said, well, I know what I'll do. I'll sit down and build bigger barns, and I'll just keep stuffing it away, stuffing it away, stuffing it away, and say, soul, take thine ease. You know the story. And then suddenly the Lord says, but quickly I will come and your soul will be required of thee this night. The whole point of that parable was this. There was a fear. There was a fear. Do you understand right now in the earth, billionaires are afraid of losing all that they've accumulated? Fear. Let me tell you something. You can live in fear and have billions or you can live in fear and be absolutely impoverished. Fear, fear doesn't care about your bank account. Fear just wants you living in it. Fear. What about the parable of the talents? You remember the talents and the minas, very, very closely related stories. Jesus hands out money to people. Some of them turn it over into greater profits. But there's one in both of those stories that all they can do is either go hide it or go bury it. And then when the master shows up, they come to him and they say, we just hid it because it says we were afraid. We were in fear. I could go on and on and on. I want you, I don't know if I put this on the screen or not, but I want you to write this down. It's an important statement. It's a refrigerator statement. Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. Every time you put up with your fears or you yield to your fears, you contaminate your faith. That's why Satan's plan is to keep you perpetually bound up in your fears. If he can keep you in fear, he will shut down the miraculous and the supernatural in your life. God will never move when there's fear. Remember, God hath not given you a spirit of fear. You will stay where you are. You will never move forward. And if you're not progressing like you think you should be progressing, can I just share this with you? I found this out a few years back. That most issues that go on in my life aren't so much God's fault as much as they are my fault. If you aren't progressing, you need to ask yourself, is fear running unchallenged in your life? Now let's understand what fear is. I'm going to give you a little definition here. Fear, understanding what it is. Fear is an expression of confidence in the words of Satan, literally. 
Now understand, Satan is the God of this world, because I know what some people would say. Some people would say, well, you know, the devil's never come up to me and talked to me. Oh, yes, he has. You just haven't recognized him. Sure he is. Every time, every time there's a word in you that is telling you to believe what the world says instead of what God's word might say, that's the enemy. And whenever you express a confidence in those words, that is fear. For instance, I'll just give you an example. If the doctor steps into your hospital room and he says, you've got three months to live. And all of a sudden you're gripped and you're seized with this with this fear, you know what, that, what happened inside of you? you? You had a confidence in what that doctor just spoke to you, and you embraced it, and fear was the manifestation. Are you with me? Now, the reason I'm going to spend some time on this is because if you can understand how fear works, and most of us have functioned in fear for so long and so many times that it's easy to relate to. If the boss comes in and says, you're going to lose your job, you're going to be terminated next week, all of a sudden, fear seizes you. Because all of a sudden, in your mind, you're going, how am I going to pay the bills? What am I going to do for work? How's this all going to work out? But what happened was, when your boss stepped in and said that, you had a confidence in what he was saying, and you embraced it, and it manifested in fear. Now, I, I want you to get this. Because if, if, you, if you can get this, because so many of us face it, then you can begin to understand what faith is supposed to do. Faith is actually the opposite. Faith is hearing what God has said and becoming so confident in what God has said that you embrace that and the manifestation of that is faith. Are you with me? But you can't have both working in your life at the same time. One will always eclipse the other fear is when you believe and you lay hold of whatever thought speculation or word that originates from the enemy it's when you have confidence in it how many of you know the enemy will throw something in your brain a speculation you know what a speculation is it's this thought that may or may not be true and so you've got this thought going around in your mind, but you've got such confidence in that thought that you embrace it. And once you embrace it, fear manifests. Anxiety manifests. Now, if you can see yourself doing that in fear, then you need to begin to turn that around and begin to do that with God's word by faith. You begin to embrace what he has said Fear, if you allow fear to continue to do that, it will contaminate your faith. And I believe the basis of every struggle in a person's life can be boiled down to this. Fear versus faith. Because only one of those will exist in your life. There is never a mixture. Many people do not realize that fear operates by the same precepts as faith. You know, I already said to you, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Is that not right? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, fear works the same way. Fear cometh by hearing, but by hearing by what the enemy says or what the world says. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 verse 1, now faith is, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's Hebrews 11 1. I have taught you before, and most of you know this, that faith is in the original language. Faith is the substance or the title or the deed. Now, I, I'm not going to go through all of this, but everybody knows what a title or a deed is, right? It's the document that you have that says you own whatever it is that it's titled to. 
So faith is the title of things hoped for. So if you're hoping for something and you're walking in faith, how do you know that that thing that you're hoping for will come to pass? It's because you have a deed to it or you have a title to it in your spirit. A title deed. So faith is the title or faith is the deed of whatever it is you hope for. Well, hear me now. Fear has a deed as well. Fear has a title, just like faith. Fear, when you exercise fear, what, that, what happens at that moment is that you got a, you got a fear-based title in your spirit. That whatever calamity, whatever word, whatever difficulty, whatever problem, whatever issue... Whatever speculation, whatever it is, once fear is, 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 is manifested, what, that, what, what you can say to yourself is, I just, I just owned a deed. I just got a hold of something. You ever watch people that have functioned in fear? They have so embraced that fear that their reality is now based on the fear. They have so, they have so grasped a speculation They have so grasped a thought that their whole universe now has turned into that reality. And it's an amazing thing because it's probably not true, but they've embraced it because of their fear. Such fear that they now walk, they talk, they believe based on the fear that is the deed inside of their system. Are you with me? Jealousy. Come on now, ladies. If there's jealousy... Well, guys, too, because I've watched guys be jealous of other guys getting promoted. And, and all of a sudden, there's this thing that exists in your system, and it creates this universe. And it may not even be true. But that fear has so gripped you, and you've embraced it as a title, that that becomes your universe. To where you think it, you speak it, you believe it, you see it. Everything in life is just like that. And all you've done is you've embraced a fear. You've embraced that which the world has said, not that which God has said. People who are rich have fear convinced them that they don't have enough. Can you imagine? I cannot imagine. What did they say? The old statement they asked J.D. Rockefeller one time, how much is enough? And his answer was just a little bit more. Can you imagine having a gajillion dollars and still be worried that you didn't have enough? How could that be? When you couldn't spend it all. Well, it's because there's a fear that has been embraced. Faith and fear. They're both spiritual connectors. And the difference is what they connect you to. And you've got to ask yourself the question, do I want to be connected to that which is eternal, to that which is truth, or do I want to be connected to that which is fleeting and changeable and oftentimes a counterfeit and a lie? Just as faith gets you a deed to God's promise, Fear gets you a deed to what you fear. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Job. It's right before Psalms. I want to show you something in the book of Job. Everybody knows Job. Job was the guy that God says, um, have you seen anyone like my servant Job? He's blameless. Can you imagine the Lord looking at all of his angels? And he he says to them, have you checked this guy out? I mean, this guy's got his act together. He's blameless. He's upright. He's integral. Everything he does is, is, is to honor me. And we all know the story of Job. We know that an accusation came from the enemy. And uh, there was this discussion. And through God's permissive will, Job is a difficult book. And I'm not here to teach on the whole book of Job this morning. But uh, God said that there would be an allowance made for Job to be challenged. 
Now, can I just share this with you? I'm, I'm just going to help you out right now. You are not immunized from the challenges of the enemy. None of us here are immunized from the enemy coming and messing with us. But you've got to understand the place of protection. The place of protection is not just that God sovereignly drops a force field around you. But the place of protection is when you begin to function in certain precepts and understandings that bring to you a safety. God wants you to function according to his will, according to his plan, and according to his promise. And many times people don't understand the book of Job because they say to themselves, here's a guy who's blameless, he's doing everything he knows to do that's good and right and upright, and yet he has this calamity overcome him. Why would God do that? Why would God allow that? Why would this thing take place? I'm going to give you a little insight because we don't know everything that happened and why it happened, but I can give you a little insight as to why it happened to Job. In Job chapter 3, verse 25, Job speaking, he gives it away. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, what? The mouth speaks. So he's going to speak out of his heart right now, and he's going to tell us a little bit of what was going on in his life. Now, hear me again. Job was doing everything he knew to be doing as good, right, and righteous. He was blameless, he was upright, and God was pleased with him. There are some of you here today, you're doing everything you know to do that's good, right, and upright. God would look at you and be very, very pleased. So it's not anything you've done wrong. But you've got to understand that if you're functioning with fears in your life, you can be doing good things, but you can still be open to some problems. And this is what Job says. Listen, he says, for the thing I greatly feared, what? Has come upon me. The thing that I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. Now, this is going to sound messed up, but you, do you understand? He exercised a precept. In other words, in fear, he embraced something. He got a deed in his spirit to calamity, and all of a sudden, the thing that he feared the most has come upon him. Here's, here's the good news. The thing that you faith the most will also. Because fear and faith work by the same precept. But the problem we see so much calamity is because some of us can't get rid of our fears. Fear. Ever hear someone who had something bad happen say these words? I knew that had happened. I knew that was going to I just knew it was going to I knew the rug was going to be pulled out from under me. I knew that thing was going to slam shut. I knew I knew. Well, you know what? They they feared it. And it was embraced. That is a fear-based confession. We make fun of people who have positive confessions. I listen to the body of Christ at large, look at people who make positive confessions, and they'll snicker and say, yeah, yeah, that's that name it and claim it bunch. That's that blab it and grab it. You know, I, you know, you know and they'll go, hee, <laughs> Well, let me just tell you something. You keep living in your fears, and you'll get just what comes out of your mouth. And if I have a choice whether to confess my fears or to confess my faith, why don't we choose our faith? Fear. In Job's case, fear, this is, this is just how I've come to understand it. Fear gave Satan access to his life. Every time you function in fear, you're opening a door that's giving the enemy place to access your life. Just as every time you act in faith, 
you're giving place to the Spirit of God to work in your life. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? And, 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 and fear and faith won't exist together. We see and we experience a lot of traumatic things. All of you in this room have experienced, I have too, I've experienced challenging things, difficult things, calamitous things, tumultuous things, hurtful things, wounding things. I've experienced all sorts of trials and tests as a human being. Is there anyone here that hadn't? I mean, I, I mean I, I, you need to do a seminar if you haven't, if you haven't experienced some challenge in your life. And can I just share this with you? The reason, not all of it, I, I realize there are some things that happen because we live in a fallen world, so I get that. But can I just share some of what we face, we get because we had a deed to it through our fears. So how are we going to break free from this stuff? I want to break free from fear. Fear. God hath not given me a spirit of fear but a power and a love and of a sound mind. If, if, if there's fear working in you, then love's not been made complete. In fact, in fact if you function in fear, is, is not fear tormenting? I, I mean, if you exist with fears in your life, it is the most tormenting thing in the world. And I've heard people say this, well, I'm, just, I'm a cautious person. No, you're a fearful person. Well, I'm just trying to be prudent. No, you're not. You're full of fear. Come on now, let's just, let's acknowledge what it is. I'm all for prudence and I'm all for caution. But some of this stuff is just plain old fear. Fear. How do we break free from it? Well, it's important that you remember that Satan and his devices have to be resisted. Everyone say resistance. You've got to resist what the enemy throws at you. You just, you just can't be this buoy in an ocean that whatever wave comes your way, you just decide to take it. You've got to resist some things. You've got to resist what the enemy throws into your mind. You've got to resist the circumstances that come around you. You've got to resist whatever it is that he's trying to feed you with. If the whole country is saying recession, you've got to resist saying recession and begin to say, not in my business. I'm not in that economy. You go ahead and be in your recession. I'm just going to be the uh, exception to that rule. Are you with me? You've got to resist these things. In fact, the biblical word I was Talking to Trace this morning, we were just sharing as, as I was walking out the door, the biblical word for suffering. Suffering actually is rooted in the term resistance. You don't suffer unless you resist. You, you, I can tell you how to quit suffering, just quit resisting. You say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm suffering for righteousness sake. I don't like suffering. I don't like doing that. We'll just, we'll just go ahead and sin. Your suffering will go away. Are you hearing me? Sure, participate in lascivious behavior. Go ahead. Go ahead, give over. Give over to your speculations. Act like a ding-dong. Your, your suffering will stop. Suffering means to resist. That is why, as Christians, there will be suffering in our lives. Because we are resisting the enemy. We are resisting his plan, we are resisting his strategy, we are resisting the way the world works, and in our resistance there is suffering. And, and what you don't resist will never go away. What does it say? Resist the devil and he will... See, he ain't going anywhere unless you resist. You can't sit there. It doesn't say cry at the devil and he will flee. Whine about the devil and he will flee. Doesn't say that, does it? 
doesn't say get angry at the devil and he will flee. It says resist. Resist. If you always yield to every fear, you will always get it. Fear is really the absence of resistance. Fear is the absence of resistance. If you live in fear, you're not resisting it. You've got to resist it. But if you resist it, here's the good news. If you will resist your fears, they will flee. That's the good news. So I want to give you just a couple quick keys here that will help you in this resisting part of your fears. And I'm going to say it one more time. Some of you need to listen very, very closely because your future hinges on whether or not you get rid of some of your fears. It has nothing to do with anything else besides you breaking free of some of your fears. And God will open incredible doors for you. Number one, you need to locate things that are feeding fear and remove them. Sometimes in our life, it can be anything from our circumstances to people to voices. There are just some things that, you know what, all they do is try to solicit fear. And if you don't have the capacity to overcome that word of fear, then you need to remove it until you do. There are just folks in our life, can I just say this, not everyone can go with you to the next level. I mean, you want to take everybody. You want everybody you know to be able to enjoy going to that next place. You want everybody that's around you to be able to walk with you. And you know what? Not everybody's going to go to the next level. As badly as you want them to be there, as badly as you want it for them, they just have chosen not to go. And so here's what you've got to do. You've got to say, I'll love you. I'll, I'll be glad to help you. But you know what? I'm moving to the next level. And, and, and if you can't, then you know what? I'm going without you. And if you can't get through the words that are keeping them in the place they are, then you need to cut them loose. I know we don't preach these verses very often, but Jesus said one time, he said, don't think that I've come to bring peace, I've come to bring a sword. And I'm going to drop that sword right in the middle of some relationships. And the reason Jesus said that was not that he wasn't for relationship. It's not that he wasn't for family. It's not that he doesn't want us to be solid and together. We all know that's what the Lord wants. But can I just share this with you? The bottom line is, Jesus is Lord, not my wife. And, and if Tracy were here, she'd say, Jesus is Lord and not my husband. Amen. And sometimes we've got to understand that there are going to be some relationships, close relationships, that are going to be challenged. Because we're going to have to go to the next level in the Lord. You're going to have to remove things. If you can't listen to the news without getting depressed, then turn the news off. If you watch, if you watch garbage on television and it just it depresses you or puts you in fear, turn it off. I don't understand to this day why people would go see uh, Hollywood movies that solicit fear. I don't, I don't totally get that. It's not just my specific taste. It's they're conditioning you by fear to believe that certain things creep in the night and and for you to be able to embrace that easily in order that you can be shut down from where it is that God would rather you be. You know what's interesting to me? How come, how come Freddie or how come uh, Jason or Michael Myers, how come they're always resurrecting but you never hear about the one who really resurrected? Have you ever thought about that? Another Friday the 13th, part 52. I mean, how many people can you hack up?
Just another, I mean, they're always thinking, and, and you know what, we're to the place now that they can't even do anything anymore. To, and it's to solicit, they're figuring out ways, new ways to solicit fear. Locate things that are feeding your fears, and you've got to remove them. Number two, you've got to filter fear out of your vocabulary. Filter fear out of your vocabulary. Your words, remember, will produce things. The confession of your mouth. Now, we teach this when we teach faith. Faith is what you begin to confess. It comes out of your mouth. So you make a positive faith confession. And as you confess that, those words, death and life, it says, are in the power of the tongue. Jesus said that uh, if you will say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and do not doubt, it shall happen. For whatever you say shall happen. So, so words, words are spiritual connectors. And you've got to get that revelation. You've got to get the revelation that what comes out of your mouth is connecting you to something spiritually. And so if there's fear in your confession, then it will begin to connect you to the very thing, as Job said, the thing that I feared the most has come upon me. It'll begin to connect you to the deed that will give you that happening. So you've got to filter fear out of your vocabulary. Your problem, listen to me now, and I'm not trying to be mean, I'm just trying to get you to the next level. Can you say amen? I'm not trying to hurt you or upset you or anything. I'm trying to get you to step up into where God would have you to be. Your problem, some of you, isn't Satan, it's your mouth. It ain't the devil. It's what's coming out. Now, I understand we are not running around slapping our hands on Rolls Royces. and I mean, I, you know, I, that, we, that's silly stuff. You've got to get a deed to the will of God. It says, whatsoever you desire in your heart doesn't just mean I get to desire every carnal thing. I mean, there are a lot of carnal things that can get generated in the heart. And some things ain't God. That verse doesn't mean that you just get whatever carnal thing you generate. It means that you begin to get the will of God for your life. But you've got to filter this out. This fear, you've got to begin to just be aware of the fact that your own words may be contaminating your faith. And sometimes you just be better off just being quiet. Just don't say anything until you can get to the place where you can speak a positive word. So filter fear out of that vocabulary. Number three, you got to meditate on the truth of God's word, not the circumstances around you. Meditate on the truth of God's word, not the circumstance around you. Y'all remember what I said at the beginning of the year, what the word meditate means? Anybody remember? I want to know if anybody listens to me. You know what meditate means? Imagine. That's what the, literally the word means. You're, you're paid to remember. I mean, have mercy. You have to meditate in the original Hebrew. Actually, if you follow its etymology, means to imagine. If you want to know what meditating means, it means it means more than memorization. It means to imagine. 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 If you meditate on the verse, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. You begin to imagine. Wow, God's in me. That's an incredible thought. Imagine if God's really in me, that means that nothing really would be impossible. Imagine that. Imagine, imagine all the ramifications. Are you with me now? Imagine. I mean, some of you can, you can, you can imagine your next vacation. Sure you do. You, you have an imagination. But you've got to begin to imagine 
God's word, not the circumstances around you, because fear gets deeded that way. You begin, if somebody, somebody comes in the office, and all of a sudden somebody comes in and goes, hey, I heard in the breeze they're letting off three people this week. They're, they're, they're laying people off, just thought, I thought I'd let you know. And all of a sudden, what do you do? You begin to meditate on that thought. You begin to imagine, I wonder if it's me. And then you begin to construct your own pecking order in the office. And then you just ima- you imagine what... And, and, and you've got to stop meditating on your circumstance, and you've got to meditate on God's word. Can I share this with you? God's word is truth. This is never going to change. His promises are forever secured in the death of his own son. That's why he said all the promises of God are yes and amen in Jesus Christ. This is unchangeable. My circumstances are highly changeable. I'm not going to meditate and imagine on that which is subject to change. I'm going to set my mind on things above. I'm going to set my thoughts and my imagination on that which cannot change. That which is forever secured. The psalmist said, thy word, O God, is forever established in the heavens. And I let my mind begin to imagine that which is established because that's not changing. This stuff might And you've got to begin to meditate on that which is unchangeable. You've got to. Otherwise, your life will be full of fears. Do you understand that if I'm facing, listen, let's just do something simple here. Let's just do healing. If you meditate simply on your sickness, if you meditate on your disease, if you simply imagine all the medical reports you get, and if you imagine, 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 that's that's all subject to change. You can feel good one day, feel bad the next day. You could be a little better this day, a little worse that day. Don't let your mind meditate on that. Meditate on by his stripes I am healed. Not the fear, but the faith. But you've got to begin to imagine that. There's a difference between truth. I've had people go, well, you don't know the facts, pastor. Well, you may be right. But I'll tell you this, facts change, truth doesn't. Yeah, it may be a fact that you're sick today, but it could also be a fact you aren't tomorrow. It could be a fact you're bound today, but truth of the matter is you may not be tomorrow. Truth says you don't have to be at all. So we need to imagine, imagine, and meditate on the truth of God's word. Number four, you got to know the difference between fear-based praying and faith-based praying. Fear-based praying and faith-based praying. You know what I mean by that, don't you? Don't pray, oh, God, I'm dying. Oh, God, I'm dying. Oh, I can't. I don't know how anybody could carry this. Oh, God, I hurt. Oh, God, it's all falling apart. Are, Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, oh, God, this is too much. Oh, they're, they're after me. They, oh, I give. That is fear-based praying. You got to stop it. You got to stop it. Say, well, I'm just being real and transparent. No, you're not. God knows your circumstance. You, you think he's clueless? Like he doesn't know? He doesn't know you're not dying and you're not exhausted and you're not, I mean, he knows. 
but what he wants to hear is, where's your faith? Where's your deed? What are you embracing? You can be exhausted and you can, you can say, still greater is you that's in me, Lord, than anybody that's in the world. You can still do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ask or think according to the power that works in me. Lord, I, can, I, I, I will tell you today, I'm challenged, but I'm here to believe you that even if I am weak, you are strong and your grace is sufficient for me. You need to begin to speak solutions. We're so good at speaking the problem. You know, we've got a we've got hundred people who can identify a problem, but we've got few people that can pray a solution. And we've got to begin to pray the solution. Begin to speak the outcome. Begin to declare the victory. Come on now, you've given your fears decades. Why don't you give faith a couple months? And let's see what happens. Know the difference between the two. Start listening to how you pray. Start listening to how you, you bring... Uh, things before the Lord, you begin to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can be the head and not the tail. I can arise. I can prevail. I can press through. Yes, I can. Come on now. Who's the old saying? Hit me with your best shot. Then number five, aim your confidence at faith and not fear. Aim your confidence at faith and not fear. Whatever you're confident in will more than likely come to pass. Most folks give their fears greater authority than their faith. Most people will give a speculation greater authority than even the word of God. People will have just some thought go through their mind and they are clueless as to whether or not that's a true thought or not. And they will grant that thought more authority than they will the word of God. You must believe that you have a right for your faith to work. You've got to believe that you've got a right as a child of God for you to access promise. You've got to believe that you have a right, not because of you, but because of him who has redeemed you and lives in you and has exchanged your sins for his righteousness, that, that you have a right to access the will of God and embrace it. You have a right. You've got to start aiming your confidence at the heart of God instead of aiming your confidence at the fears of man. And if you'll begin to do that, here's the deal. You're going to find yourself stepping from where you are. I mean, praise God for where you are. I, I mean, I started to think about this, and it's a, it's a miracle. It is remarkable that I've probably gotten to where I am today when I consider some of the stuff that I've embraced through the years. That's pretty remarkable. Is that not the grace of God? It's the grace of God in your life, too. I mean, it's just remarkable you are where you are. I mean, because God knows what some of you probably said and prayed and spoke and imagined this week. Have mercy. It, it's a miracle you're not in prison. In solitary confinement. I, really, it's remarkable. But do you get how God is just gracious? And indeed, he is patient, but he wants us to get it. Because if we'll get it, we can accelerate his processes in our life that can get us ultimately to where he really wants us to be. Because when we're in that place, that's when we'll be the most fruitful, the most impactful, the most influential for all the things he has for us in his kingdom. But he isn't going to take you to this mountaintop with this influence and this responsibility and all of this, this great position to impact people with you looking at everybody sowing your fears. 
so they can all be fearful too. He isn't putting you at the top of the pile so you can look at everybody underneath you and go, let's all be afraid together. He ain't going to do that. You understand that? He's trying to get you to a place where you can look at everyone around you and say, come on, man. God is bigger than what's the matter. There is, there is no giant in our land that we can't conquer. There is no wall that Jericho has thrown up that can't come down. There's nothing that I can, I can stop the earth from turning if necessary to bring the victory into your life. But we're not embracing any fear. That's what he's waiting for. And that group will be the group that impacts the nations and brings in the harvest. I started to think back and I began to realize that every time God did something great in my life, and, and I don't know, I don't know if I've had a, an unusual life. I've had some unusual things take place. I, I, a lot of life's just real normal. But I started just to evaluate all the moments that I would define in my own life as great moments. And I started to think about all those moments that, that God came through and he prevailed and did something unique, miraculous, even supernatural. Every time God did that, whether it be for promotion or prosperity or whatever, I started to think about that, Trace. Is it not true we've had to eclipse some fear? I'll never forget, I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And in order for me to pursue my destiny, I had to leave the denomination I was a part of. Now, folks, when you've got your retirement in that denomination, when you've got all your connections and your networking in that organization, I know some of you out here right now are saying, I don't see what's such a big deal about that. I know that because you flit and flitter from church to church like it's no big deal. But, but uh, let me tell you, that's your job. Let's think about your job and all your retirements in your job and all of your 401s in your job and everything's in your job and all of a sudden you have something happen in your life that suddenly puts you at variance with where you work. That, that's a whole different story. And I'm sitting there going, Lord, I'll lose retirement. I'll lose this. And by golly, they took it all away. And there had to come a moment when I said, am I more willing to trust God than my 401k? Is God bigger than my retirement fund? I realize that makes people go tilt. But that's a part of moving forward. How big is your God? I mean, there's been all sorts of moments all through life where God says, are you ready to trust me? Trust me, trust me. I mean, I've, I've had challenges. The enemy's thrown challenges. People's thrown challenges. Many of you know my story. In this city, there's been challenges. And there came a moment I'll never forget. We, we, when this church started six years ago, we didn't have a paper clip to our name. I mean, that's true. There wasn't a paper clip that I could put two pieces of paper together. And you know what? I understand the mall may not be the greatest thing in the world, but I tell you what, I appreciate 72 degrees on a hot Charleston day and and, and you know what? Truth of the matter is, there came a moment when God said, what are you going to trust? You're going to trust your connections? You're going to trust your networking? What are you going to, or are you going to trust me? Every great moment boils down to that question. Who are you going to trust and what are you going to embrace? Are you going to embrace your fear or are you going to walk towards God in your faith? I'm telling you right now, the, the greatness exists and it may only be one step away for some of you. But that step is having to eclipse that last fear and trust him. Say, God, it's you. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm embracing you. 
Amen. Please stand with me, will you, for just a moment? Father, I ask you now, Lord, on the basis of your word, to begin to do what only you can do and cause people to be enlivened and quickened to their need, to their need to be set free from fear. Just let God, just for a moment, by his spirit, just begin to work in your heart. He's he's manifesting right now inside of you an awareness. He's bringing an awareness to you as to what what fears there are in your life. And the reason he's doing that is because today is the day he's inviting you to leap over those fears. I just thought of Romans 8.15. It says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. For the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. What he's saying here is this. He's saying, you've, you've been set free from your fears to the place where you're a child of God. If you're not a child of God, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, if you've never had that moment, can I just share this with you? You will always be filled with fear. You can't positive think your way out of it. There will always be latent fears because the greatest one of all will come when death knocks at your door and says, where are you going to go for eternity? That's the greatest fear of all. Where am I going to spend eternity? And the good news today is, is that through his death, and his resurrection, and you're receiving him into your life, all those fears can dissipate and be gone. Fears of life can just suddenly evaporate, and you just trust him. It says, Abba, Father. It's just like someone who cries out, he's my dad. Dad. You know that moment when you just, when we're a little kid and something was going wrong, and if you could just cry out, Dad, everything was fine. If Dad showed up, I'll never forget, I was, I was, in, in, in elementary school, and, and, and there was a fight that was about ready to break out, and I, I was in it. And I was sitting there fearful, scared to death, thinking I am going to get whooped. And I don't know how, and I don't know who told him, and I don't know anything, but I remember my dad riding his bike around the corner, and all the bullies scattered. And that's exactly what happens. When God shows up, the fear of these bullies, suddenly they scatter and fear is gone. And you can do anything now because dad's here. God's here. God's here. And it's time for some of you just to let some of those fears go. Some of you have fears. You, you, you're, you're, you got fears in the financial area, you've got fears in a relational area. I have watched people for years. Ladies, some of you, I'm telling, talking to single ladies right now. I've watched single ladies give their bodies away to men who had no more idea to marry them than the man in the moon. But the only reason the lady did it was because she was fearful that she was going to be alone later in life. And that relationship was too important and it was fear-based. So she was going to do everything she could to keep it out of fear. She didn't want to be alone. And you got to break out of fear. you got to say to yourself, I want, I want what God has for me. Loneliness is just a bully. Some of you know what I'm talking about. It's better to be alone sometimes. 
talking to guys too. Your fears, your fears are just killing you. You, 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 you work like, like crazy because you're fearful you'll lose the deal. You're fearful you won't get the next buck. You're fearful of what's around the corner. We fear, we fear so much. And we try to mask it by saying, I'm prudent, I'm cautious. No, come on, we're fearful. How big is your God? Do you trust him? Do you trust him? I'll tell you what we're going to do this morning. We're going to break fear. But you've got to be courageous enough to admit, I'm functioning in fear. I'm, I've got fears. And, 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 and I'm just, I'm getting rid of them today. You're not coming so much to just say, I got a fear. You're coming today saying, I'm leaving fear. I, I'm walking into the new season. I'm walking into the next dimension. I'm telling you, for some of you, it's crucial. The Spirit of God has applied it in your particular unique way. And you need to get it settled today. I'm not going to live in fear any longer. So in these next few moments, these next few moments, if you need some fear lifted i believe today is a fear lifting fear breaking fear chasing day you can't walk in faith listen to me we can't i can't teach you a faith message until we get the fear knocked out you can't lap you can't just slap faith over your fears you 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 got to yank out the fear to get in the faith and i think that's probably been the key i've preached faith before but but the problem has been we've just sort of just slapped faith over our fear and I'm telling you, God's saying, pull it out. Pull it out, because now, if you have the faith, but as a grain. See, see, the reason we think we need all this faith is because we've got all this fear. But you get rid of that fear. That much faith will get you wherever you need to go. That's what the Bible says. You ready to let go of your faith? Thank you. That's why she's my helpmate. Let go of your fear to get a hold of your faith. Right now, right now, if that's you, just step on out. Just step on out and join me, and we're just going to get this stuff taken care of. My fears, my fears are gone. I'm done fearing. I'm done fearing. I'm done fearing. I'm done fearing. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done fearing. Now, I'm, let me share one other thing. I probably should have told you this before you stepped out. It may make some of you turn around and go back. I don't know. No, I, I, listen to me. You know what God usually does when fears are broken? He'll give us assurance and he'll give us confidence. And then what he'll do is he'll, he'll probably lead us into some faith act. So I don't know what that'll be, and I'm not, I'm not even going to give you a laundry list because I want you to hear from the Holy Ghost. But, but don't be surprised as fear is released from you this morning that God's going to look at you and say, now you're prepared to do that step. Now you're prepared to make that move. Now you're prepared to do that thing that I've been trying to talk to you about, but you really wouldn't receive it because your fears were going, I don't want it, I don't want it. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm afraid. So be ready, because something will exist. You won't be empty, either faith or fear, one or the other, but one of them is going to exist. I want faith. I know you do too. Amen. Let's all together right now say, in the name of Jesus, I declare in the house of God 
that fear is broken in my life. I renounce it. I renounce the spirit of it and the effects of it. I declare that words I have released that have been fear-based are now broken and impotent and powerless in the name of Jesus. Every verbal curse, vow, I renounce it, I repent from it in the name of Jesus. And I declare the hold fear had is now broken. And I declare by rights of the cross and as a child of God that I am free to walk in faith, to trust my God. In the name of Jesus, I will no longer fear anymore. I declare I have a sound mind. I'm full of love and I'm full of power. And I'm walking it out this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. So be it. So be it. Fear. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just tarry in his presence for just a moment. Let's soak just for a moment. We got plenty of time. I, just, I left us plenty of time. Just soak for a minute. Let, let all the, the fear, just let it come off you now this morning. Just soak a little bit. Sometimes we just need to, to bake a little. Get in the oven of his presence and let, let it bake into us just for a minute. Let fear begin to drop. Let it just... Let it, Drip off your being right now. He's doing it. He's doing it. Fear, release them. I command you now, release them in the name of Jesus. I declare you to have no hold in their lives, in these people's lives. Fear, I break your hold over each of these individuals in Jesus' name. Fear, you will not control their destinies, you will not control their futures. You will not control the outcomes, but in the name of Jesus, fear, you are broken. 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 Lord, I declare now over us as a people, as a congregation, fear is being broken in Jesus' name. Fear is being lifted in the name of Jesus. It's being lifted. It's being lifted in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let faith begin to come. Let the faith of God, you know, there's a faith that the Lord has. Let the faith of God begin to fill you up right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I'm just going to speak. Let the faith of God fill these people up right now in the name of Jesus. Fill them up right now in Jesus' name. Come on now, just say, faith, faith of God, just begin to fill me up. Come on, this is your phone booth moment where you're going to come out as Superman or Superwoman, man. This is, this is that moment. Fill, Lord, these people up. Thank you. Fill these people up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, we're just tearing for just these last moments here. These last moments, 
God, you can do something right now. I'm just going to move through here, all right? Just everybody stand right where your Father, in the name of Jesus, we're just going to keep, we're just going to keep declaring fears broken off you all right now, in the name of Jesus. Fears are going now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Over all these young ladies right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, another generation that's going to arise in the name of Jesus to walk in faith, to go where some of us older folk haven't been, Lord. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, right now, right now, in the name of Jesus, there's destiny on this man. It's Terry, right? Thank you, Lord, for Terry. Thank you, Lord, for his life and his future. Lord, you're turning his situation around right now. For the Lord would say, son, the enemy has tried to take you out, and I have spared and I have moved in dramatic ways. Yes, there was even a moment, declares the Lord, that you were at the brink of death, where you thought not even your life would come out of this one this time. But I have pulled you out, says the Lord, even as a brand is plucked from the fire. And the Lord says, you came out and you were scorched. And you were burned. And yes, there were even things that I had to do to bring chastisement to you. But I say to you now, says the Lord, that I am turning your season into a new one. I am changing the chapters of your book. I am bringing you into a moment, says the Lord, that will be a brand new story. Yes, saith the Lord, even those who have known you in days past will not recognize the man that I am bringing to this moment. Yes, says the Lord, I am setting you free. The Lord says there is the one yet that needs to have a tentacle broken. And you say, how can I break this, Lord? And the Lord says, I am doing it even now. Watch as I break this thing even now, says the Lord. Even in that relationship, there's a gentleman, another relationship that's got to be broken. And the Lord says, I'm doing that even now. Now, it it was based in fear. Fear, they were putting fear into you. They were telling you, if you do this, I'll do that. I break that, declares the Lord, over your life right now. It shall not be. There shall be no harm come to you, says the Lord. There have been threats. There have been phone calls. But I say to you, says the Lord, that is broken and it shall cease and it shall stop. And what the enemy meant for evil, I will turn around on their own heads. And you shall see my hand move in your life, even as I have declared this, says the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. Lord, we're just breaking fears right now in Jesus' name. Come on now, just soak fear. Don't soak fear. Soak faith. Release fear. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It's Vernetta, right? God has given you and giving you great favor, greater favor in the place where you dwell. The Lord says that you've had influence, you've had opportunity. And the Lord says the hour has come for favor. And the Lord says that there's been even an exhaustion that has come in the place that you have been at this uh, particular time. But the Lord says, I'm going to renew it in the place you're at because I'm going to give you a favor. I'm going to, to turn around some circumstances. There's been some obstinance. You, over, you oversee some and there's been some obstinance. And the Lord says, I'm going to melt the obstinance. And instead of, and instead of uh, being somewhere you go and, it, and there's a drudgery, the Lord says, I'm going to bring to you a, a new delight and a new joy because your season is not done in this place yet. And the Lord says, I'm going to move in a a miraculous even supernatural way that will not only touch the place you're at individually but the Lord says I'm going to move it through family trees and I'm going to begin to move it in that arena and the Lord says that you've been put uh, at a place where where there have been certain voice certain people or voices that have not 
heard or paid attention to what you would want to say, and they sort of discounted the things you wanted to share. And, 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 and the Lord says, I'm changing that. I'm changing hearts. I'm changing ears. I'm opening ears in this hour. And the Lord says, your words, some of the same words you said before are going to be said again. Only this time they will have effect, says the Lord. They will, they will work their, their, their will, my will in their life, says the Lord. And I'm going to do this, this thing that will cause favor and expansion and joy to begin to come, says the Lord. And I am changing that season you were in. You were faithful in it, says the Lord. But now it's time for faithfulness to pay off. And God says, I will even put a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And there will be joy at the table as the anointing comes. And God says, watch as I do this thing, daughter, and you will be amazed. Now is the time. This is the hour. I am doing this thing, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope they're running that stuff back there. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Lord, restore all that was stolen in the name of Jesus by the enemy. Restore right now everything, Lord. Everything that was taken, Lord. Let it, let it be restored sevenfold back to this household in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. This is Catherine. Thank you, Lord, for Catherine. Thank you, Lord. As I lay my hands on her, you just said that this, this is a fresh start. This is a new hour. This is a new time. And the Lord is saying to you, daughter, that even now, as hands are being laid on you, there's a freshness and there's a favor that's going to come to you. That I'm breaking, says the Lord. I am breaking off all the preconceived notions that others have had. You have said, how can I have a new start when everyone sees me a certain way? Well, the Lord says, I'm breaking that today in the name of Jesus. I am breaking that in the name of Jesus. And the Lord says, I see you. I see you. And I will cause you, says the Lord, this time, this time for it to be different. I will cause you to arise this year, says the Lord, and to step into that which you have been designed to do. The voices will not hold you back. The ideas, the preconceived notions will not hold you back. We tear that up in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And we declare a new day over you as a daughter of God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for all of these people. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray open doors right now in this man's life. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord. We just declare, we just declare seasons to change now. Now, in Jesus' name. Now, things that have fallen through to come back together. People that have walked away from the table and said they didn't want the deal. They're coming back in the name of Jesus. Those who said they'd think about it and never heard from again, the phones will ring in the name of Jesus. Those things that have been held up, stopped up, there's been monies that have been stopped up. We loose them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, let your miraculous hand begin to take place in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You want to go get a mic? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that right now, right now, right now, there's an anointing here to turn. There's an anointing here right now to, 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 to break out of the fears and begin to move in the faith. Thank you, Lord, that there's a moment right now that you're going to just spring this man into some great things. This man has not seen his destiny. For the Lord would say, son, you have not seen what I can do in your life. You have not seen 
You have not seen the influence. You have not seen the greatness. You have not seen the place that I can bring you to, says the Lord. For I have designed you and I have brought you even to a place, says the Lord, that has brought you to a place of great humility. But know this, I resist the proud, but I give grace to the humble. And and those that humble themselves, I will exalt in due season, says the Lord. And know this, that I have seen your humility and I have seen you come before me, even with tears in your eyes and say, Lord, which way do I go? And I tell you, says the Lord, seasons are changing. The table is turning Things are moving, says the Lord. My hand is at work. And I will, I will, says the Lord, do that which you have need of. I will meet your needs, says the Lord. And watch me as I do this thing. For I am longing to supernaturally and miraculously move in your life. And it will not only move in yours, but I will cause you even out of this, says the Lord, to do great things on those around you that you have influence on. For my, for my eye is not just for the moment and the severity of the moment, but my eye is for the the future says the Lord for I have great things in store I have a great future in store and I will do this because I've declared it even this day says the Lord Yep, new day. That's a new day. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody, just give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for all of these people. Right, Fears are going right now. Fears are going right now. They're being lifted off of you right now. Such purpose that you've yet to see. But God says, I'm lifting. I'm breaking and setting you free from fear right now in the name of Jesus. Could it be, could it possibly be, the Lord says, yes, it can be. Yes, it can be. The Lord's just saying, let go and let me. And the Lord has great, great is the future. Great, great is the future. Even, even the immediate. There's, some, there's issues of the immediate that the Lord knows about. And the immediate, though, is, is, is important. But don't let it steal the, the, the big picture, the grander picture. God's doing some great things. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hmm. Yeah. And the Lord said, It shall not be as it was before. It shall not be. The past is over. Hallelujah. And the goal is for all that He has for you and your family. It shall not be as it was before. Thank you, Lord. Come on, give the Lord a big hand clap again, can you? Thank you, Lord. Fears are being lifted right now. They're being lifted right now in the name of Jesus. Fears right now are being lifted right now. Fears are being lifted right now in the name of Jesus. We just rekindle, Lord, the promise. We rekindle the purpose. Lord, we rekindle those things which you have spoken in days past to suddenly be energized again as if they were brand new this day. Lord, let it be so, I pray, in the name of Jesus. We just, we just declare them free from fear. Lord, let faith, let faith just rush into this in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, right now. Thank you right now. Hallelujah. The Lord would say, even in a place that's, that, that's so organized and defined as the place you work, even in a place that, uh, that government would have a stranglehold on the things 
that would take place. The Lord says, watch me as I can move even in the most concrete and cemented of places. Watch me as I can begin to move in areas where people have said, there ain't no moving here. There ain't nothing that can happen in this place. The Lord says, they do not know me. You know me, says the Lord. Watch as I begin to do a new thing. Watch as I begin to open up some new doors. Watch as I begin to send a fresh breeze into your life and into your area. And the Lord says, do not fear. Do not fear the things that I have even asked of you to do. For I am with you. I will walk with you. And every place your foot trods, I shall be there, says the Lord. Every step of the way. I've not asked you to run a mile, says the Lord. I've asked you to take a step. And if you'll take that step, I will meet you. And I will greet you. And I will do great things. Hallelujah, says the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Lord, for these people right now. Thank you, Lord, for these people right now over Lisa right now. This, Lord, I just declare a new season, a new season, new season. Do it, Lord, do it. Do it, Lord, do it. Hallelujah. 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 The towel was so close to being thrown in. It was so close, but you held, you've held firm. And the Lord says, I've seen that, daughter. I've seen the place that you have been, and I've seen what's in your heart and the thoughts, and I've watched, but you've not turned back. You've not thrown in the towel. You've not said, I quit. You've not turned around. And the Lord says, because you have resisted, and yes, even suffered, says the Lord, you will watch me move, and you will watch me do some things. And the Lord says, I'm going to do something. I, don't, I just see something coming from a distance. I see something good. It's not you're going to have to go, but I see something coming from a distance that's going to help and it's going to bless. And, it, and, it, and you will say, this is that, this is that which the Lord was going to do. And Lord, we just say, give her a new season. Give this family a new season. Do this thing, Lord, in major ways, I pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Right now, fears, fears are being loosed, loosed, loosed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I have called you, said the Lord, to handle that which few would be uh, entrusted to handle. But the Lord says, I have brought you to this moment. This is, this is such an important moment. For the Lord says, as your fears are being loosed, your future is being released. And the Lord says, let it go, let it go, let it go in your, in your mind and in your spirit. And the Lord says, I will open doors that are unbelievable, things that you've hoped for and desired. In every area of life, the Lord says, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing. Faith is coming again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thanks, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for establishing, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for releasing. Thank you, Lord, for the, the great things that are about ready to happen here in Novi in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you're ready to expand her impact and her influence in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that, that you, the fact the Lord has said you have felt, I'm, well, I run here, I run there, I go there, and I go there. And, and it seems like you're scattered. There's such a scattering that the Lord sees. And you say, I'm so scattered. How come I don't feel uh, effective? I don't feel like I can get everything done. I'm just scattered. And the Lord says, daughter, know this, that I'm going to begin to bring, even though many of the things will remain the same, I'm going to begin to bring an effect that will be like a bullet and that there will be. You will begin to see, says the Lord, all of the impact and all of the, the work that has gone in 
through the uh, days and months and years, the Lord says, now is the time for the fruit of that to begin to come back. And the Lord says, watch as I begin to bring the fruit of it back to you. And you'll begin to see and you'll begin to hear, says the Lord, those things which uh, you have longed for and prayed for and hoped for. And the Lord says, watch as I begin to change that season for you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Everybody just begin to pray in the Spirit, will you? Just everybody right now, just begin to pray in the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, build your faith up. It says that when we pray in the Spirit, we build up our most holy faith. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we're just breaking fears right now in Jesus' name. We're just breaking fears right now in the name of Jesus. We're just breaking it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Destiny, destiny, destiny. In the name of Jesus. Such destiny in this, this place and upon this people right now. Loose, loose, loose. The fear in the name of Jesus. Loose it right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that you're doing that. Thank you, Lord, that you're beginning to increase people's faith in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody, put your hands in the air real quick. Will you do that? Thank you, Lord. Lord's just stirring faith. He's just rekindling the future. He's rekindling the future. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this place. Thank you, Lord, that there's a word for every person in this place that comes from the mouth of God. Thank you, Lord, that right now you're rekindling. Some of you right now have had prophecies in days past that you have totally forgotten about. In fact, you even wondered if that was really God. And you know what? It's just because fear has blocked its path. Fear has somehow circumvented what the word of the Lord wanted to do. Come on now, I'm going to rekindle some of those words right now. I'm rekindling those in the name of Jesus to come again. There's been words of blessing. There's been words of financial help. There's been words of, of relationships. There's been words with regards to open doors. Come on, we're rekindling those things right now in the name of Jesus. You know why we're taking so long at this? It's because I am changing the direction of a people right now. We are changing it from being fear-based to being faith-based in the name of Jesus. Come on, we got to change and we've got to turn this thing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name of our God. Hallelujah. Everybody right now, now put your hands. We're just about done here. Put your hands on your heart. This is what I want you to say in the name of Jesus. Seal in me <laughs> the work you've done. I'm not going back, Lord. No fear. No fear. I'm a faith man. I'm a faith woman. Hallelujah. Come on. Why don't we trust the wisdom of God? He's not going to lead you into something silly, but... but Trust the wisdom of God for once. Amen. Don't trust your fears. Amen. Trust His wisdom. Amen. Amen. Come on, I want to see supernatural things in your life. Yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. I want yes. supernatural things in my life. Amen. But it ain't going to happen unless I walk by faith. We don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. Right. The just shall live by faith. faith. Not your fears, but by faith. Sure. Mm -hmm. 
sure. This is what overcomes even the world, our faith. Not our fear. Your fear won't conquer anything. You, you, you think you're